So about right. 3.30 in the morning, I, I swear I started smelling it. I mean, I, my nerves were shot at this point, so I thought I wasn't sure if I, if I was really smelling what I was smelling and feeling what I was feeling. Um, and then less than five to ten minutes after I started smelling it, my son woke up out of a dead sleep, violently shaking, throwing up, totally disoriented, begging for water. Um, and he was not sick at all. Like, he, he just wasn't. There was no, no indications of a sickness before this. And it was shortly, just a few minutes after I started smelling it. So at that point, I took him and we ran out of there because I already had a bag, a bag pack just in case. And um, he threw up again about an hour after we got to the hotel and he had some skin rashes. To protect workers, we have, at OSHA, we have very, very low levels of exposure that workers are allowed to be exposed to, to vinyl chloride because OSHA regulates it because it has the potential to cause cancer. I mean, OSHA regulates vinyl chloride. Yeah, chemicals in the air in the workplace are measured in parts per million. Vinyl chloride, workers can only be exposed to one part per million. That's one, if there's a million parts of air, only one part of it could be vinyl chloride over an eight hour workday. And requirements trigger in at 0.5 parts per million. But if workers were gonna, instead of try to figure out whether they were exposed or not by whether they can smell vinyl chloride, they would already be in trouble because I don't think vinyl chloride, you can smell it till it's 3000 parts per million. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the International Agency for Research on Cancer have classified vinyl chloride as a known human carcinogen. For OSHA, when the standard that's required for employers is not only are there signs plastered all over the workplace to warn workers about the dangers of vinyl chloride, but also companies have to do medical monitoring to make sure that the small amounts that workers are exposed to are not causing long-term health effects. And, you know, that's how dangerous it is. But vinyl chloride itself is very dangerous. And it's, you know, OSHA doesn't regulate a whole lot of chemicals just because it's a very small agency. But this was one of the first ones that OSHA, back when it was created in the 70s, really took a look at updating its protections because of how dangerous it was. You know, long-term damage can cause permanent liver injury and, and cancer. And you know, these things don't show up till later. So, and vinyl chloride can irritate the eyes, the mucous membranes, the respiratory tract. You know, I think it's really important that there be a lot of monitoring going on and that, you know, this is dangerous. And I really feel for the people in this community and the surrounding community, they need to be protected and the companies need to be stepping forward as well as, you know, the state government and the federal government. Just the vinyl chloride burns, it breaks down into a couple things, one of them being hydrogen chloride, which is attracted to water, and that creates hydrochloric acid. So I'm I'm concerned that's uh, an issue going home. President Obama actually pushed a regulation for trains uh, that would make them uh, update their brake system because, you know, we're talking Civil War era equipment here that was repealed under President Trump. In this case, we believe that's part of what happened here. They say they tested a couple hundred homes uh, inside and outside for the air and found no contaminants. Well, you don't have to be an expert. Why are people feeling sick if there's, exactly. no, if there's no contaminants? Exactly, I've seen a lot more posts this morning that's, that are very concerning to me because the schools opened up yesterday, was the first day back, and a lot, there's kids that are developing rashes in the school while they're at school. The school's nurses are calling parents at, at, at their homes, um, telling them, you know, this is going on. And I didn't notice a smell in the air, and I didn't even expect to smell anything being 15 miles away. 
but I did notice that my coffee tasted unusually bitter. A little bit later, it was back out on my porch, and I, again, coffee still tasting bitter, and then I noticed my lips started feeling numb. Uh, the roof of my mouth started feeling numb, my tongue started burning, and my throat started burning. Nutrition appointment, appointment, they're breaking out with rashes. I'm taking them to the doctors. They're telling me, well, they have eczema and they have croup because we can't diagnose them with chemical burns. We can't diagnose them with chemical burns of the lungs because almost after three weeks, they're still waiting on guidance from the Ohio Department of Health. How long is it gonna take? Are, are one of my children gonna have to drop dead before they get guidance? I mean, it's obvious to me. My other son, which my children have never been sick since they've been born. I mean, it's on record. Never an ER visit, nothing. Rush him to the ER visit. They wouldn't even see him until I gave him a decontamination shower. Once we were out of this town for three hours, he got better, came back home within two hours, sick again. So they're saying it's not from the train, right. then why are we getting sick? Symptoms wean and weigh. It's like they'll be okay for a couple hours, and then for a couple hours, it's diarrhea, bleeding out of the nose, coughing, headache, sore throat. I mean, I'm showering in the water, and every time I get a shower for two hours, it's like my body is on fire. Truth of what's going on is being swept under the rug, and everybody's just saying, it's safe, it's safe, it's fine. I just threw a rock in this creek back here that boiled, and you want to tell me it's safe? Well, honestly, to offer $1,000 is an insult to me. They've not only ruined my home, my health of my children, they have ripped my life away from me. It's not just our houses, it's just a house. These people in this town are my friends, they are my life. I don't have peace of mind and no dollar amount can ever give that back to me now. And it's absolutely devastating. And I'm to a point where I feel like I'm just going to lose it. Nobody can sustain life the way we are living. I can't bathe my children. I try to clean. I feel like cleaning is just spreading everything around. I wash my clothes. I take them out of the dryer. They smell like chemicals. And like I said, the $1,000 check, nothing. And actually, I got my check on February 13th, and it still has never even cleared my bank yet. So what's going on here? I've never had a check in my life take that long. That's to over a week basically at this point. Yeah. What, what is going on? This is a multi-billion dollar corporation and they can't clear that check. FEMA is only helping Norfolk to clean up the mess they made. They aren't helping the people of this town. They aren't providing us housing elsewhere. And people, everybody says, if you're getting sick, why are you staying there? because we don't have the means to leave. I can't afford my mortgage and another house payment or to stay in a hotel room. We don't have the means to leave. That's what FEMA's for. But as, as far as my research and I know, they are only helping Norfolk clean up the mess that they refused to clean up. They threw dirt over it, laid those tracks down, and got them trains rolling. Tests that were done were being done by Norfolk Southern. They were being hired by independent contractors from Norfolk Southern, correct? Look, look, these are these are tests. The tests that we are doing, uh, we're, we're doing double testing. Uh, so, you know, the testing is being done by the, the Ohio EPA or the U.S. Okay, that was not the case to start, though. Well, let me just... Why, why it is... We, 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 continue, we continue to do to do that testing. Gotcha. So, one more question, uh, if that's okay. So, the what took so long to get FEMA involved here? Um, go ahead. What took so long to get FEMA involved? Look, the most important thing and was... Reaching out to uh, look, the, the, most the federal government, you would, uh, on an interview I watched, you said 
straight up that uh, the, the President Biden said that he would provide aid. I don't think he's done nearly enough, and I think a lot of residents here do. But you said you didn't return the phone call. It seems like it's been thing after thing. I didn't and say these- that. You know, look, the president called me and said, anything you need, uh, I have not called him back after that conversation. We, I will not hesitate to do that if, we, if we're seeing a problem or, or anything, but I'm not seeing it. Why isn't there federal right. money now for these people to move? Well, there should be, but the Governor DeWine has to ask FEMA to come in, and he hasn't done it yet. You didn't say that? No. No. I did, I did not say that at all. Uh, what I said was the president of the United States called and offered. Or you hadn't called back. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, you're not letting you're not letting me finish the sentence. So, look, the president of the United States called and asked if there's anything else we can do. And I told the president that the U.S. EPA had been here from the beginning. Within hours, they were here. They're working very, very closely with our Ohio EPA. Mm-hmm. So they're going to continue continue to do that gotcha. and that's that's what's going on well i, I hope you all make it right up. for these people because they're certainly not happy profit um, before people this poor fellow isn't sharp he's weary and confused he doesn't care about us and he probably doesn't know what he's talking 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 about and you you are puzzled okay i'm not a scientist I'm just somebody that if things don't seem right, I often don't think they are. For example, Texas and Michigan getting toxic waste and contaminated soil from East Palestine. Why is it called Palestine? I don't know. Remember when everyone was so upset about palestine what happened to that anyways so apparently the texas commission of environmental quality told ktr ktv that texas molecular is authorized to accept and manage a variety of waste streams including vinyl chloride as part of their hazardous waste permit and underground injection control permit. Weird. Okay. So what they're doing is they're putting or putting or injecting in some cases 40 or 4 to 5,000 feet below any kind of drinking water aquifer. I mean, I still don't think injecting chemicals into the dirt, no matter how deep, is good. But that's just me. That's just what I think. And it doesn't really say or talk about Michigan except for in the headline. So I don't know what's going on with the Michigan part of getting toxic waste. Are we going to bury it? Oh, right here. Most of the contaminated soil is going to Michigan. But where at? Is it going under the Great Lakes next to all the hazardous nuclear 
energy of waste or whatever that is. Interesting. They are going to poison us one way or the other. And then I like how Buttigieg mocked for appearing to wear dress boots while on the ground in East Ohio. And I would just like to say, just like with the balloons, just like with Ohio, it's being pushed on Trump. And yes, Obama administration had the um, brake system put in place, and then the Trump administration took it out. And then, so yes, you can blame Trump, but it shouldn't be blamed all on Trump. You should be blaming Biden as well for squashing the strike, and you should also more than either one of them you should be blaming the folks of the company but we just want to blame a politician and not necessarily the company of Northfolk Southern whose largest investor is Vanguard and BlackRock those horrible corporations. And I think Warren Buffett owns 25% of that company as well. As you heard in the intro, it is a horrible thing. All that came from status quo on the ground reporting. Here's the thing. The EPA, just like in my neighborhood of Flint, just stone throws away from me. You have faulty tests that the EPA are doing. Well, in this case, Norfolk Southern is doing the test and passing along the information to the EPA, and EPA says it's okay, but also at the same time saying it got in the air, it got in the soil. It got in the river, in the lakes. I play D&D with somebody. And I shared some information about the woman who was 20 miles away who had the burning throat and the scaly tongue from drinking her coffee. And uh, he told me the other day that... Um, a similar thing was happening to him. Somebody he knows that was 20 miles away. You know, one horrible person in history that I think would handle train derailments better would be Hitler. Imagine if Hitler... <laughs> I'm not saying Hitler's a good guy or, uh, or would run this country better. But I am saying I think... Hitler would have done more to keep the trains running and safe. Could you imagine if there was three derailments a day during the Nazis? How many Jewish people are, is that better than just saying Jews, I guess? Um, how many Jews would 
be still alive today, I mean, I would assume a lot would get hurt in the derailment, but I would at least think 10% more would be safe. Imagine trying to exterminate a race of people, which I've never understood. How are they like a race and a religion like Christians aren't really a race, but how are they? It's weird. I don't understand it. Anyways, imagine how much time and effort he would put into the railroad systems to keep them running correctly. I think that Biden could learn a little bit from Hitler if that happened. Because I don't think Hitler would allow in his murder machine to break down. He ruled pretty rough with an iron fist, I would say. And I would think if trains derailed three times a day, he would be going after whomever was in charge of those trains, whoever made the tracks, whoever didn't keep upkeep, and he would have his Nazi scientists that we brought over to help start NASA and the CIA, mind you. I think he would have those smart people work on the trains and make them safer and better and more quicker to deliver their precious cargo that they just want to murder. Now, I'm not saying that Biden is worse than Hitler or Hitler is somewhat better than Biden. But I am saying I don't think that Hitler would allow trains to derail that much. I don't think Hitler would allow a train full of chemicals to spill when he needs them for his gas chambers. I think Hitler would be pissed. And maybe this is some sort of weird gas chamber scenario because these people are certainly not dead yet, but they are all suffering and all going to have cancer, obviously. I mean, you heard the intro. You heard how children are going to school and coming home with rashes. Uh, I, I assume more than just the, the one child went to bed, woke up violently shaking and projectile vomiting. This sort of inhumane treatment can only, in my mind compare to warfare. And some have said we are secretly at war already with Russia and China. But I think that's giving a pass to what is always going on in this country, which is corporate greed and profit over people. 
I don't think we're at war with anybody right now. I mean, certainly a proxy war that we're funneling tons of money into, you know, Ukraine and all those weapons or who knows where. We're going we're gonna to see in 10 years, we're going to have a new terrorist cell that owns our weapons somehow. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. I think we could use, because we kind of got a little dark there. I mean, talking about Hitler is certainly dark. Um, but I think we could use a nice guided meditation really quick. I want you to be wearing loose-fitting clothes. I want you to wear a muumuu that is four sizes too large. And the only place you can find it is by wrestling it out of the hands of a morbidly obese woman at Walmart while you also fight off her child that has some sort of stickiness on its hands. As you beat the child and run around the store with your new Moo Moo, it blowing in the breeze almost like a cape or a cloak, knowing full well that the fatty boom baddie behind you will not be able to catch up. Take a deep breath in and know that one day your town or a town near you will be poisoned and the population riddled with all sorts of disease. Ooh, breathe out cancer, breathe out legionnaires, breathe out every sort of disease you can name and think of. It's peaceful. Breathe in, breathe out. Relaxation is key in the stress that is everyday life. I want you to think of your childhood, the childhood monster that is your parents. Maybe they hit you. Maybe they would wake you up every day in a Frankenstein mask, going, I'm Frankenstein. And now, you are afraid of reanimated corpses that are sewn together. The horrors that is your childhood, I want you to breathe them out. took a moment of silence, of self-reflection, and with a deep breath in, I want you to picture you're climbing the giant beanstalk 
of Jack. Those magic beings, you're climbing into the heavens to fee fi fo fum. I'm going to squish a little person with my thumb. I want you to climb up and reach the heavens where the giants live. Some say there used to be giants among us. Maybe those were the Nephilim, the Anunnaki. Who knows? Maybe the aliens will come down and save us. Or maybe that'll all be a ruse, a lie. And you can only believe things with your own eyes in front of you. Just know when deep fakes are in full effect, scammers will be using your dead loved ones or your alive loved ones to steal money from you and those Nigerian princes will go out of business and they will blame the faceless, soulless entities of deep fakes. Breathe that out. It's always good to take a moment to do some self-reflection. And the way I do it is through those meditations because it's often just things that pop into my head. And if you do meditation, you know, when you when you try just the most dumb shit will pop in your mind and you're supposed to well from what i know you're just supposed to go thinking and then try to throw it away you're not supposed to disown it you're just supposed to go oh you're supposed to recognize it and then let it just drift away by saying thinking um i don't know where i was going with that uh, an, another practice I've been thinking about picking up is screaming as a hobby because, oh boy, is it good. Some people like crying. I fucking love screaming. Although it does definitely more damage to yourself than crying. I mean, I'm certainly we've all screamed so much that we've hurt our throats at like a concert or an argument but I'm thinking of picking up screaming as a hobby. And uh, in fact, I should probably put it in my bio and, and, and whatever matches I'll get. I'll be like, what do you mean? What do you mean screaming? What is screaming as a hobby? I go, you know the thing about everyday life and its horrors. Do you ever wake up and stumble into the mirror and see your own reflection and go, oh, my God. What a, f holy shit, I, what is this horrible thing that's in, oh, is that me? And then, then I just touch my, holy shit, what the fuck? You ever just wake up and do that? Or walk outside and then, I don't know, see something you don't like? I think screaming is an underrated hobby. I really do. 
because it's a primordial thing. It's deep within us. And it's not necessarily anger. You can definitely anger scream. But you can scream and be happy. You can scream and be loud. It's just, screaming is just being loud. It's turning the dial to 11. And maybe if we do it more, it'll ease our tensions. Because it's, it's like... Um, the practicing of laughing or the practicing of crying, any sort of releasing of an emotion. And the emotion of screaming is typically aligned with anger or upset, frustration. So if you take up the hobby of screaming, you're releasing some of the inner pent-up frustration of when... You know, you went to the store and they didn't have exactly what you were looking at. And I don't really get frustrated that way. I go, huh, I guess today's not my day because I can go to the store and I get something. I don't, I don't, I don't see the types of people that make a big deal out of things because when I, look at my life it's okay but that doesn't stop me from wanting to kill myself you know i get frank or charlie or whatever i want to call my brain you know constantly saying that and uh even when i'm high like i got really high and it was just oh my god you're gonna die i'm gonna die i need to i need to love every moment but that at the same time, when I'm not high, I'm like, I should kill myself. I should kill myself. And it is a weird battle between being high and being like, holy shit, I'm going to die. Everyone I know is going to die. Everyone I love is going to die. Everything's going to be, I'm going to get old. Holy shit, what the fuck? And then my normal day life of kill yourself. Even when I get on, when I'm, when I'm microdose, I still dealt with the idea of I should kill myself. What the fuck? So that's what's always like uh, uh, the hamster wheel is always going to I, I should kill myself. And then and then when I relax, it teeters back and it's like, whoa, what the fuck? I'm going to die. That's right. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>